You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome to today's episode. I hope everybody is well. Today's topic... um, is a bit of a difficult one. It's quite a heavy topic as well. I am really talking about this topic today to raise awareness. So I'm just going to dive straight in. So five young women took themselves to a quiet location to record um, a dancing video to a Selena Gomez song in celebration for National Women's Day. The video was nothing out of the ordinary for TikTok. It really wasn't uh, provocative in any way at all. The problem was those women were not allowed to be in public without headscarves. They were actually in Iran. The act itself of being in public, dancing without a headscarf, was described by the Iranian government as an act of defiance. From what I understand... Women in Iran have rules around their appearance. More specifically, since 1979, the Iranian objective had mandated that women and girls above the age of nine need to wear a hijab in public. Iran's penal code states... Women who appear in public spaces and roads without wearing an Islam hijab shall be sentenced to 10 days to two months imprisonment with a fine of $50,000 to $500,000. The article also states that a sentence of two months in prison, or 74 lashes for anyone who openly commits this sinful act, i.e. not wearing a headscarf, hijab, etc. Women who fail to wear headscarves or other attire covering their bodies in public may be harassed or identified by the morality police. They may be detained, fined, and or flogged. All right. So what is the morality police? The guidance patrol, otherwise referred to as the morality police, is an Islamic religious police force and squad in the law enforcement command of the Islam Republic of Iran. This guidance patrol or morality police um, can use the laws in Iran And this is often the enforcement of these attire rules, i.e. dress code, headscarves, etc. 
So this morality police slash guidance patrol was formed in 2005 and it was a successor to the older Islamic Revolution Committee and reports to the Supreme Leader. So let's get back to the five women. So apparently the women were located due to the fact that there was surveillance footage that allowed the morality police to find them. So they were at an apartment block. They went around knocking door to door in the apartment block in the hopes that they could identify that this was in fact a location that the women were in and it was confirmed that they were there. Following this, the girls were detained. The girls were told they needed to apologise to the Iranian government for their act of defiance. From what I understand, they were detained for roughly 48 hours and made this apology. This apology was also posted to the internet. The incident has garnered a lot of interest from people all around the world, including Selena Gomez herself, expressing her support for the women and saying to them, please stay strong. As women, we are fighting for basic human rights all around the world. In some countries that are Western, we are fighting for equality when it comes to men. In other countries, women are fighting for basic rights, such as dancing in a secluded location. The difference is alarming. This is not to minimise the fight for equality we have in Western societies. This is more so to point out that we have this basic right and these women don't even have the right to dance in a secluded location. They were inside an apartment complex. There were um, walls and apartments surrounding them. This is insane. So as this was breaking... It made me think of a true crime case from quite a few years back now. Um, And I want to share it with you because this is kind of linked, um, but also a, a different reason and a different severity. So there were two sisters killed by their father. Whilst a different belief system, um, the family was Muslim, the case was an honour killing So the two girls were Sarah and Amina, and the family had moved to the United States via the father's student visa in 1983. The young girls were brought up with traditional Muslim values and beliefs. However, their time in the United States slowly made an impact on the girls and their belief system. And according to their father, they were becoming too Western. Apparently, the father was known to physically and sexually abuse the two girls. Their mother apparently knew but did nothing about it. And the father would also video them in private and in public. Amina ended up getting a casual job and her father would often sit in the car park and video her at this job. Then she would go home and be punished for smiling too much at the customers she was serving. Amina eventually began dating a boy by the name of Joseph and they uh, apparently she was not allowed 
to be in any type of relationship with a male. So they were using a lot of code words when they were texting each other. The father ends up finding a letter Amina has written to her boyfriend and um, moves the family to Texas and basically says this relationship is no more. We're out of here. We're going to Texas. Joseph was apparently aware of the abuse and obsessive nature of the father and he ended up dropping out of school so he could save up money to move him himself and Amina to somewhere safe. The father would apparently make very regular comments whenever the girls did something that he would kill them and the girls were petrified because they knew he might follow through. So one night after the letter was found, her father beat the living shit out of her in an, in an effort to get the boy's name and she absolutely refused to provide it. So Amina is then sent to Egypt and she is placed under an arranged marriage. She arrives there. She didn't actually know that that's where she was going. She thought that the family were going on a holiday. She arrives in Egypt and she finds out, holy shit, this is an arranged marriage situation. And she turns it down and absolutely refuse, refuses the um, arranged marriage. Eventually, the mother ends up taking the girl's away and away from the father more specifically and they go to Oklahoma and the mother tells the young girls one day that they're going to go for a car drive we're going to go um, put some flowers on her mother's grave so the grandmother in amongst all of this the mother was conversing with the father and the father ended up convincing the mother to come back and bring the girls with her so they go home and they're doing their best to live together and the father says one day I'm going to take them out to get some food the mother says I would like to come he says no I'd like to just spend some time with the girls myself and the girls alone he was and he felt disgraced by the girls and he felt like their acts of defiance were a complete and utter disgust and disobedience to him their religion and the expectations that were placed on them in society so the father then is in the car kisses both of the girls and then shoots them amina was shot twice and she died instantly and sarah sustained nine shots she managed to call 911 before she died and she was screaming down the phone, help, my dad has shot me, I'm dying, I'm dying. And she ends up passing away as well. His rationale behind the killings, it was an honour killing. He felt disgraced by his daughters and they were becoming far too Western for his liking, stepping away from their traditional culture. So for those who don't know, an honour killing is done when there is shame brought to the family and the individual is either an outsider or a member of the family and they will be killed. And honour killings are very regularly connected to religion. This is a really hard case. I'm struggling a little bit. This case has always pulled on my heartstrings. Um, I just, I feel so much for these girls. Um, so following the murder of the two girls, 
the father flees to Egypt and he was apparently sighted around New York and New Jersey at some point later on as well. So the um, police issue a statement notifying the public, this is who this man is, he's highly dangerous, and he was on America's top wanted list for quite some time. The father evades capture for 12 years. 12 years. Oh my God, 12 years. However, he would be captured in 2020 when he was identified by a maintenance worker near his son's apartment so they had there was an older son and his name was islam so he was arrested as was the son and apparently his brother knew where he was so he too was arrested at the trial in 2022 so let's just put this into perspective in 2022 he went to trial 14 years after this event occurred, after this tragic shooting. So he was arrested, he went to trial. He claimed he was not present at the time of the murders. In fact, he was the target of the shooting and it just killed the girls accidentally and he managed to get away unscathed. Unlikely story, pal. He claimed that the daughters were collateral damage. After hearing closing arguments and three hours of deliberation, the jury found the father guilty of capital murder and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. As of January 2023, so literally a couple of months ago, he's incarcerated at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. His son was charged with harboring a fugitive, conspiring to harbor a fugitive, and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice. He was sentenced to seven years in a federal prison for the mentioned charges. Uh, and then the brother who claimed... Oh, he didn't know what he did. He didn't think that he actually shot the girls. Uh, okay. But he also um, was found guilty of conspiracy and harboring a fugitive. And he was sentenced to 12 years in a federal prison in 2021. This case has always left me so sad. It is something that should never happen much like the women that I was speaking about in the earlier part of this podcast, there is far too much crime against women that needs to stop. And the purpose of today's podcast is to really bring awareness to this situation. There's another true crime case um, about a young girl who also escaped um, an abusive father and she actually went to the police station about it because he was stalking her and trying to get her to come home. She too had to, uh, stepped away from her religion. She was dating someone. She goes to the police station and she gives statement after statement after statement. And then she, you know, she's saying, I'm scared for my well-being. Is there anything you can do? And the police are like, well, we need the evidence of the stalking. So she's producing everything that she can. Um, and she's continuously going to the police station saying, I'm scared for my well-being. 
she ends up one day she was going somewhere and the father killed her again and honor killing women are silenced and in a lot of instances treated as second-class citizens to men we are constantly battling to be heard or to even be seen as equal to men our society needs to step forward collaborate together and demonstrate this is simply not acceptable we are equal i am really saddened by the case with the women who were doing nothing more than dancing and stepping forward in pride of national women's day i chose selena gomez's song because as we've covered in a couple of podcasts there's an awful lot going at going on at the moment with selena and being bullied and you know basically the whole world is supporting selena and she's such a strong powerful woman that people are stepping forward and saying that's someone that i aspire to be men have too long sat in their ivory towers sprouting absolute bullshit we know we hear we see many a podcast condoning and spreading the bullshit about how to view and treat women these podcasts are disgusting we have people on social media calling them out but that's simply not enough how do we take the microphone away from them how do we remove them from the platform that they seem to put themselves on how do we demonstrate we are not second class citizens how do we step forward and come together as a society to prevent this and it comes back to the abortion laws that i did in season 1 and my pure and utter frustration for that it all is linked to the fact that women are not seen as equal even when you think about things like women and their pay in the workplace women are traditionally paid less why i can outperform anybody why do i get paid less to a male who probably is doing the bare minimum very stereotypical i know very broad statement i know but the point is why i truly believe that podcast should be based around spreading good education building awareness and just having some fun and talking about some of the fun topics that we talk about here we go into silly stuff we talk about you know spooky we talk a little bit about true crime we kind of go here there and everywhere but the purpose of the podcast is to build people up to hopefully give people tools so they can walk away feeling slightly happier or empowered to make a positive difference in their lives and in the community I just feel like the level of unfairness and inequality shouldn't be so prevalent in 2023. What the hell? Why are we still here fighting this battle? And when's it going to end? We're not asking to be seen as more, we're just asking to be seen as equal. Okay. I'm going to leave it there today. It's a it, it's a really tough topic and I just want to spread some awareness for the beautiful women in Iran who were just doing nothing more than dancing and just enjoying themselves and standing up and saying I'm proud for National Women's Day. 
Um, I also, my heart goes out uh, for the true crime case that I spoke about today. It's always stuck in my mind as something that's um, just so incredibly sad. And the fact that someone could be that ashamed. And these were good girls. Like, these girls were not doing anything out of the ordinary. They weren't going out and partying. These were good girls. They were studying and they were doing really good things. They were pulling good grades. They had casual jobs. It's just not fair. And it's it's a terrible case if you want to look into it more. Um, anyway, we will leave it there. <laughs> Because I will just keep on talking and get more upset. So thank you for hanging out with me today. Hopefully it's brought a little bit of awareness to the situation that's going on. I truly believe we need to stand up as a society and, and protect those women. Okay. So in the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. You can drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast@outlook.com. You can call by my website aestheticvibespodcast.com. You can drop by my TikTok, Dr. Ames Kelly. You can view these podcasts exclusive to Spotify under Aesthetic Vibes Podcast. That is it. Until next time, guys. Stay safe and bye. Oh, 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 oh,